Slava Isus Christu, and thanks for joining Between the Pews Cast, a podcast in the Edmonton Eparchy that discusses various Catholic topics in Alberta. I'm your host today, Ben Windsor, the Communications Specialist here at the Eparchy. Thanks for joining us today for Edmonton Eparchy's podcast, Between the Pews. Today I'm having a conversation about the Feast for Dormition with Bernadette, the Eparchy's Director of Catechesis. So to start off, um, what is the Feast of Dormition? Well, the Feast of Dormition is uh, when we commemorate the falling asleep, or really the death, of the Holy Mother of God, the Theotokos, is what we call her. You can literally translate that, Theo, God, Tokos, Bearer. So she is the God Bearer. Um, it, is also, it also commemorates her Assumption into Heaven as well. In the East, we name the feast the Feast of the Dormition of the Mother of God, and in the Western Church, which is the Roman Catholic Church, they name it the Assumption. Okay, Assumption, I didn't know that. Um, so, as a church, how exactly did we hear about the Dormition? Well, uh, it's not in Scripture. It is, mm-hmm. it is part of sacred t- tradition from very early uh, times, and... Um, when something is sacred tradition, means it's been around for uh, a, a long number of years. It is part of our uh, teaching. It's been passed on by the apostles uh, through scripture, through um, uh, a number of different ways. If you check out newadvent.org, you can find one of the uh, written forms of where they speak about the Dormition of the Mother of God. And one of the important ones to read is the account of St. John the Theologian. Um, Also throughout history, a number of fathers of the Church have spoken about the Dormition of the Mother of God. Uh, St. Andrew of Crete is one example, and St. John Damascene uh, especially. And then in 1950, Pope Pius XII proclaimed the mother of God was assumed body and soul into heavenly glory. So now this is actually a dogma of the Catholic Church. Okay. And what is a dogma, you ask? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, a dogma is a truth, and mm-hmm. it's pertaining to faith or morals in our church. We believe it has been revealed by God. It's been transmitted by the apostles in either scripture or sacred t- tradition. And then it is proposed by the church for acceptance by the faithful in general. Mm-hmm. So Pope Pius uh, proposed this and it, it is accepted as a truth yeah. in the church. Okay, so that's all the way back from the 50s. Mm-hmm. Interesting, okay. So with, um, I know there's the, the famous icon of the Dormition of the Holy Mother of God. So what's kind of the meaning of that icon? Well, as in all icons, there's a, you know, what, what meets the eye, and then as you look deeper, there's, there's much more deep meaning in this icon than you would expect. So we'll have a look at this icon. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, just so that your viewers are aware, we have a printable icon uh, on our website under faith-based resources at uh, eeparchy.com. So they can print that for themselves and have mm-hmm. it at home. So if we look at the icon, obviously the Theotokos, the Mother of God, is central. She's lying uh, 
and she has passed away. Jesus is central with her as well. And if you actually look at their bodies, they form a cross. She's mm -hmm. the horizontal, he's the vertical form of the cross. And so that reminds us of the victory that Jesus achieved for us over death. But it was because of her yes mm -hmm. that that victory was achieved. So together they, they formed the cross. Mm -hmm. uh, in, um, when we learn about the Dormition, we are told that the apostles actually have mystically come from all over the world. They're evangelizing and they're out spreading the word of Christ. And they, are, they mystically come together at the Dormition of the Mother of God. And so they are gathered all around her and they're bowing in reverence to her. Um, they understand her role in uh, our salvation. And if we look at our Lord, he's standing there and behind him is the, the mandorla or the nimbus. And this is often, you will, if you look at a variety of icons of Jesus, there is that shape behind him. It's uh, usually an oval shape. And that is, um, it's a tricolored blue shape. And what it is, it's heaven bursting into earth. We can't explain the glory, the majesty that uh, of heaven. But this is our way of, of portraying it in icons. So that's behind, behind Jesus. And at this moment, heaven is bursting into earth. And when we think about uh, our mother, the mother of God, is being will be assumed into heaven. It really is that meeting of heaven and earth between the two of them. And if you look at Jesus, he's holding a small figure of a child in his hands. And that child is wrapped in swaddling clothes. That sounds a little bit familiar because we've all heard the story of the nativity. Mm -hmm. So this moment where he accepts Mary, he is holding her soul in his hands in swaddling, white swaddling clothes. It's reminiscent of she accepted him into earth and he is now accepting her into heaven. Oh, wow. Okay. So with, with that in mind, why is the Feast of Dormition important? Well, it's important. Number one, it, it celebrates and it confirms one of the fundamentals of our faith, the bodily resurrection. So we understand the, the story of the Dormition is that Mary died and then she was put in the tomb and three days later she was taken body and soul to heaven. And that's also when we saw that the angels were carrying her into heaven in the icon. So we have hope. It, this gives us hope. We understand that we will re be raised body and soul. Um, we've here now witnessed what happens in a perfect life. Mary didn't have to wait. Mm -hmm. Jesus took her immediately. That perfect life gives us something to look towards. We pray to her for her intercession that, that we might be able to emulate how she lived her, her life. And she's shown us our death is just a transition. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's that movement from life to life. So those are some of the things that just really can hit home for us in the Feast of the Dormition. Okay. So um, for this, uh, what is maybe like some actions an individual could do for the Feast of Dormition? Um, well, first of all, um, 
the feast is actually preceded by a little known, well, it's not little known, but many of us, I think, in the church might not be aware uh, that there is actually a fast of the Dormition mm-hmm. bef- beforehand. Mm-hmm. So we could be praying and fasting, leading up, preparing ourselves uh, spiritually mm-hmm. for this feast. So that's what they, what we can be doing. Yeah. Um, I would suggest that you check out our website, mm-hmm. We uh, We have... Um, Lots of information that donation. Learn about it. Learn its significance. Re- allow yourself to reflect on it, mm-hmm. and to for the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Yeah. Uh, as you reflect on it, uh, on the day of the the feast, go to church. Yeah. You know, I mean, we have uh, we have now uh, in person liturgy, divine liturgies, and online. Mm-hmm. So really suggest that you do that and print the icon. Pray the troparion at home. That's also our church poppers, and all of that is on our website as well. Mm-hmm. What are uh, so? What are some things a family can do together during dormition? <clears throat> well, um, happily, that we've we've tried to put together a lot of ideas to try, especially with the younger children, to make this um, a reality in their in their lives. Mm-hmm. Our liturgical year is so wonderfully rich. And if we follow the rhythm of the liturgical year and celebrate these feasts and children begin to expect it year after year, they can grow in their faith so much better. So uh, again, on our website, you can check out a lot of our faith-based resources there. And we have ideas, we have lessons, we have a simplified story of the Dormition, because Mm -hmm. let's face it, it's a difficult story for adults to understand. So if you're trying to explain things to your children, we have um, a couple of stories, one for younger children, one for older children. Share that with them. Now, when we, uh, on the Feast of the Dormition, it's our tradition to present flowers in church and have them blessed. Mm -hmm. We put them, we take them home, we put them in front of our icons, we put them in uh, uh, front of icons of uh, the Theotokos in church or at home. Um, so think about maybe buying little plants or little seeds, plant them, decorate a little clay pot up and have the children grow a little flower. And know how beautiful is that for them to see that flower growing in front of the icon of Mary in, mm-hmm. in their uh, house. Uh, again, you know, praying together. So we have uh, the glorious mystery of the Assumption, or as we call it, the Dormition as well. Pray just one decade with young children so that we can meditate on that. And again, pray the troparium together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's there. It's on our website. Okay, perfect. I want to thank uh, Bernadette for her time and everyone who joined us today. Hopefully we all learned something. I sure know I did. And if you want to stay in the loop on future podcast episodes and kind of what's happening in the eparchy, Make sure to sign up for the Bishop's mailing list and we'll send you any emails and updates on future episodes. Thanks everyone for listening and God bless.